0: Well, it looks like things could be getting back to normal for the New England Patriots. Free agency officially starts this Wednesday. But that legal tampering period started today. 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The New England Patriots made a huge gigantic move and re-signed a 10-time Pro Bowl wide receiver, Matthew Slater. Welcome to the Dear Passage Podcast. My name is Ray Rout. Don't forget to check us out over at DeanBlundell.com. Over 100 content, creators, podcasters, sports, news, politics, entertainment, and more. DeanBlundell.com. Check out my website, RayRout.com, R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. Get all my uh, latest content over there. So this message goes out to all the uh, New England Patriot fans out there. Free agency uh, looks a little bit more normal this year. If you're a New England fan, right? Looks a little bit more lackadaisical. Any New England Patriots fan who came into today expecting big, gigantic moves, your expectations were way way too high first of all New England has no money people we all knew what this free agency was going to look like we've been talking about it for weeks it's all about the draft yeah we dreamed of the Bobby Wagners of the world the Chris Godwins of the world you think the Patriots were in a position to make Christian Kirk the third highest paid wide receiver in the NFL No, they were not. But why don't we get to the rage, eh? Two weeks ago, we conceded that JC Jackson was no longer going to be a New England Patriot, and yet today, people, including the very producer of this show, acted shocked when JC Jackson signed with somebody else. And I get it, 16 and a half million over five years. Oh, the Patriots could have done that. Well, the Patriots offered that. Three for 51. You know the difference is? $28 million year one. That's a gigantic difference. Over half the money in the first two years of the contract. Do you know what the Chargers are setting themselves up for it? Remember Stephon Gilmore? And what the Patriots had to go through with him That's what they're going to go through With JC Jackson The guy ain't playing on this contract Year 4 and 5 I wouldn't be surprised if he already starts year 3 Year 3 people He's getting all his money now And if he continues to develop And continues to get better And continues to Produce at a level That I'm not necessarily convinced He's going to produce at I think for J.C. Jackson, he couldn't have went could have went to a worse division for himself. What's the knock on him, right? He has a problem with those fast receivers. Well, the Legion of Zoom doesn't just live in Kansas City. That whole division is full of speed and strength. There's no Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson or year two Josh Allen to pick off. You're going up against where Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in the league consistently going up against Patrick Mahomes Russell Wilson it's funny I kind of looked at the JC Jackson stats today and it's hard to show a game where he had a lot of passes defended and interceptions that mattered that weren't blowouts because there's not a lot of them a lot of those 25 came in blowout games or against really really inferior quarterbacks Does that mean he doesn't deserve big money? No, it's not a knock on J.C. Jackson. Am I mad at J.C. Jackson? No, he wouldn't got his money. But we knew two weeks ago that was going to happen. This isn't 16 and a half a year, people. Look at the economics of the NFL. He's getting 28 million year one, 54 across the first three years. That means big cap hits the first couple of years, first few years of that contract, and he's going to want more money. So when the news came out, I was actually indifferent to it because I had already subjected myself to believing that JC Jackson was not returning to New England. And this wasn't a thing where like I held out hope. I had no hope that JC Jackson was coming back. We'll get into that when Mike comes on in a little later. First, I got to get to uh, these Patreon questions. Of course, you can go over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash DPN sports. Five bucks a month. You get the live version of the podcast every day at 8 30 ish. You get to all your comments and questions will be answered on the podcast. And you know what? You get to hang out with us most Friday nights, 7 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Not this Friday, but most Fridays. Articular pack six says, Will we see Trent Brown sign somewhere else this offseason? Tough one. Trent Brown's been one of those. I think that if Ted Karras would have signed with the Patriots today. Then yes, Trent Brown would have signed somewhere else. Now that Ted Karras is gone, uh, we see the possibility of Trent Brown. Because right now, you gotta kick Mike on wenu inside, you got uh Justin Huron on the road, on the outside. I, I thought that Ted Karras was actually more of an important signing than Trent Brown, to be real with everybody. Just just because of the versatility, and because Mike on Winu's got versatility. It all depends what Trent Brown wants to make this year. I'll tell you what gives me hope that Trent Brown will come back. He's seen the other side, right? They always talk about the, you know, the grass is always greener. He went and got his bag a couple years ago. The way JC Jackson got his bag today. And uh, he had a miserable time in Oakland and Las Vegas. So yeah, there's a part of me that does believe that the Patriots got a good chance to bring it back. I think it could be a hometown discount. We'll have to see. Again, I think the Patriots are going to most of their damage is going to happen in the draft. And this kind of fits right into Brian Lynch's question that says, "Are you confident that Mike O at left guard and Heron at right tackle for 2022?" Uh I'm confident in Mike Onwenu at left guard. I ain't confident in Justin Heron. Heron Heron whatever. Uh Heron got better as the year went on. Let's you know, let's give credit where credit is due. He got better as that year went on, but I don't like it. In our group chat today, I asked, like, could this, with Karras not signing, like, could this be the possibility that the Patriots take a lineman in the first round? It's a deep offensive line draft. It's a deep cornerback draft and a deep wide receiver draft. Deep linebacker draft. So the Patriots could address all four needs in the first four rounds of the draft. The question is, do you go interior or exterior if you're the Patriots? Because with Mike Onwinu being versatile to play inside and outside, I would almost look for an interior offensive lineman with a little bit of versatility that can shift on both sides of the line and possibly the center position in case David Andrews were to get injured very much like Ted Karras could. But am I, like, if you need an answer right now, am I confident with the current offensive line? No. It wasn't great last year. Now, I think what we got to hope for is Isaiah Wynn to bounce back. Now, I say Isaiah Wynn has been an injury issue. I think up until last season, it's difficult to say that Isaiah Wynn was a problem when he was on the field. So, in his first four seasons in the league, when he's been on the field, he's been good. The problem is he can't stay on it. The one year he stays relatively healthy, he's terrible. He was a turnstile at that left side. Now, if, Mike, if, if not Mike on knew if... Oh, God. Anyways, if he were to bounce back this year, then he's worth the $10 million. They got a solid left tackle. You can try to find somebody on the outside to replace Justin Haran and whatever. So I'm not doubting that Isaiah Wynn can't come back. Because, again three out of four years when he was on the field, he was good. But if he is good this year, can he stay on for the entire season? That's one of the biggest questions that need to be asked, right? And Alex says, do you think the Patriots will sign anyone on the first day of the NFL free agency? They did. They signed Matthew Slater. Big time signing. <laughs> no, Alex, I don't, but I I didn't before either. You know, and this is one of the things I'm, I'm trying to say to you guys. There was never a situation that I believed that the Patriots were going to have a big free agency. And I could say like maybe the past has spoiled us like what they did last year, but it's not like that was even normal. This feels like a normal Patriots offseason. Occasionally, occasionally you see a guy... You see a guy like Stephon Gilmore picked up, but it's not the norm. If anything, it's this time of year that Belichick makes a trade for like Chad Johnson or something like that. Doug Somers says, would you be opposed to seeing Gilmore come back on a cheap deal, sign him and draft a cornerback and things don't look awful? Oh, no I wouldn't be opposed to it but Stefan Gilmore is not coming back so I mean it's 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 difficult to even entertain that question and I'm not even trying to be a douche about it Doug. I just things did not end well with New England and Stefan Gilmore and uh, it seems like Gilmore is just as stubborn as Belichick so I doubt that either one of those guys would blink it's not like Vince McMahon in the WWF where everybody gets another chance WWE whatever they're called now you can see Pat McAfee wrestle at WrestleMania whenever WrestleMania is coming soon to theaters near you. But yeah, no, I, I mean, look, no, I'm not opposed to it by any means. I mean, uh, not as the number one corner. You bring him in as the number two. That's kind of what he is now. Maybe, you know, number three. I just don't. It, there's no chance going to happen. Doug also says, first, it was rumored that New England might try to trade for Jarvis Landry, but now he's a free agent. Do you think he's a bit more of a realistic option now? Uh, The rumor that they were going to trade for him was a fan rumor, not a real rumor. So, no. Uh, I did hear that the Patriots were one of the teams not to reach out to Jarvis Landry. I like Jarvis Landry. Maybe you're confusing it because I, you know, made a couple videos and talked about on the podcast when I said I would love to see Jarvis Landry on this team. But uh, I highly doubt it. Again, I'm going to stick with my original thought that I believe that the Patriots are going to get their wide receiver through the draft. We saw that they were talking to Scantling today, aka MVS. I like that move. Cheaper wide receiver. He's basically there to replace Nikhil Harry. I saw a lot of New England Patriot fans upset about it. I didn't get it. Because it's not like they're signing him saying, hey, you're going to be the number one. And then I saw people like, oh, the Patriots, no, they love guys who can't catch. They did that with... Matt or with uh, Nelson Aguilar and I was like Scantling didn't have a drop last year, so I'm not wasn't entirely sure where your stats were coming from. I think where I think where the the frustration is coming is that people look at Margie's Marquise or Marquez Valdez Scantling. I think that you look at him and it's like that's the number one wide receiver. You, you want the Patriots to sign, but he's not the number one wide receiver. And I don't think the Patriots were signing him with the intention of being the number one wide receiver. If they were to sign him, at the end of the day, the combination of Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne isn't bad. The combination of Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry is you put in Scantling over Harry he scantly finally brings what Harry was supposed to. Stretch the field a little bit. Use the size, use the strength. Go into the draft at number one. Bring in a John Mechie who can play inside and outside. You know, bring in whatever a win, whatever the guy or whatever the guy's name is. Bring in one of those guys from the draft. So yeah. Uh to wrap it up, Doug. No. No, I don't think Jarvis Landry is a legitimate option for the New England Patriots. And with that being said, we got a bit of a music change here. I don't know if I'm ready for this tonight, guys. I'm tired. Clock's changed an hour ahead. Originally, I thought I had something happening now. Then I didn't. producer Mike was all about like yeah JC Jackson's not coming back we're looking at the options about JC Jackson not coming back and then he just God, raged today as if he had no idea that it was going to happen and I just sat there like huh there it is bring him in
1: producer Mike what's going on
0: you know living the good life living the realistic life living uh
1: that just changed times Monday living
0: living the life as if what happened today is exactly the way I saw free agency rolling out some of that from influence from you only to watch you completely react to free agency today, like you haven't paid attention to it all year,
1: and suddenly were shocked by some of the transactions that were. happening I think some of health. it doesn't come through well via text. I think I was not very upset. I was just listen, man. The money's never there for us. I again. compared you to a troll on our Discord. You did. I was. I, that's when I got a little mad. <laughs> but did it not make you step
0: back a little bit? Because you no. started getting into the old Belichick never whiffs. And I'm just like, oh
1: my God. Sarcasm. <laughs> Your friend, our friend Rhino, also likes to get a little hyperbolic there. So it was a little bit of a response there. He has a
0: dying affection for Bill Belichick and hates players who leave for more money or just leave in general, especially right. when money is similar. Like the Patriots offered similar money. So that was the thing I was trying to get across to you today. I was like, look, the Patriots offered three for 51 to JC Jackson, which is actually more money than the five for 84 or whatever he did. The biggest difference was the Patriots couldn't give him the upfront
1: guarantee because it didn't have the salary cap to do it. My guess, too, is actually some of knowing Belichick, there probably weren't as many guarantees, right? So the the Chargers were probably just like, here's the money. Come play for us. Which, again, from JC's perspective, I understand he hasn't gotten paid essentially two years in New England. so
0: Yeah. So, listen, this is why I think I was surprised by your reaction today. Let me break it down for you, okay? Okay. Because it wasn't because you're like, oh, Belichick dropped the ball on this. Because you and I had had that discussion before, right? My surprise came because you were bringing it up again. You know what I mean? Like, and it, and you could tell it wasn't in a, yeah, we we're right. Belichick dropped the ball because we said that Belichick dropped the ball on this, not resigning JC Jackson last season. That's right. where the problem came to be. But you're, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna cherry pick this only because I don't like to share our full group chat. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so it comes outside. Well, god, we wrote a lot. A lot went there was a lot going back and forth between you, McChicken, myself, Rhino. Uh, this is Rhino getting upset with you. There it says bye, Felicia. All right, so this is me. This this was actually me trying to bring some sense to the conversation. So Rhino comes out shares Adam Schefter's tweet. Chargers giving former Patriots cornerback J.C. Jackson a five-year $82.5 million deal. Uh, That invoice is $40 million guaranteed. Okay, Mm -hmm. He says overpay. You say no way. Uh, McChicken says he signed for less money per year than New England offered. You wrote 16 and a half year. That's a steal. WTF. McChicken responds with Pat's probably less guaranteed money and signing bonus you are like, yeah, what a shame. This is the first time I was going to say, Bill effed up. And you didn't say F, you spelled out the full word. Mm -hmm. I wrote 40 million. is his first two years, right? Less, less per year, but more upfront $28 million year one. So I'm like, that's just me trying to bring context to what you and McChicken were even talking about. I wasn't even like I was taking anybody's side there. Mm Mm-hmm you then decided to say the pats seemed to be unwilling to make any of those restructure moves which i get but damn this feels like we got robbed and then it just goes on and then then rhino thought he was old you thought he was 27 uh it all well, so, went on so and so then then i discovered that 54 million of that 82 million dollar deals his first 3 years Then it all made sense to me because then I started looking at the economics of the NFL right? and I turned around and said, okay, so they're going to have like a $26 million cap hit this year that the Patriots never could have absorbed, right? They're going to have a 20 something next year. It's going to drop to like a 12 the year, the next. And then year four, he's going to be owed like $7 million. And he's going to turn around and say, I'm not paying for, I'm not playing for that. And he's either going to be released traded or they're going to give them an extension or they're going to do like what Belichick did, bump up his salary like they did with Gilmore, give him you know, 15 16 million another year, then they're stuck on that fourth year. So I was like, okay, the economics make sense. And then it went crazy, so I'm not going to get into the rest of the group chat because it just went
1: stupid from there yeah so no no, i i agree with you with how the contract structure listen it's not going to last the full five years that's how contracts are going to be in the nfl going forward the thing that bothered me about this the most is again we had talked about how bill had the opportunity to pay him not one but two years ago i thought they were going to be so far apart on the money and that was going to be the thing and we were just going to kind of wash our hands of it and say, "Listen." They were $5 million a year apart on the money. He wanted $20 million. He wanted $21 million. And I understand not wanting to commit to a player for so much money in the short term. But if they had spaced this out correctly, and this is where some of my anger comes in, and if you guys had signed him to a deal two years ago and spaced this out, we wouldn't even be having this discussion because apparently they weren't that far apart on, on the money.
0: Okay. So here's the breakdown of the contract and this is where it becomes an issue. Yep. Okay. So it's only an $8 million cap hit this year. Patriots could have absorbed that. Absolutely. It actually That's would have it. been tough just to That's be honest. What
1: it needed to be too. So they needed to make it low and they needed to, yeah, same, yep. same kind of thing. Yep. But, The
0: Chargers don't have an out until 2026. So next year, it's a $17 million cap hit, $32 million dead cap. The next year, by the way, the year that they're either going to have to offer Herbert his fifth year option or pay him. It's a $19 million cap hit with a $15 million dead cap. And then the year after that's a 19 million dollar uh, cap hit with a 10 million dollar cap dead cap they don't have an out until 2026 and this is the big problem they're stuck with jc jackson now yeah and so they're they're absorbing it this year but still to save nine million dollars in 3 years is not going to be worth it for them. He's just going to keep bumping his contract and they're going to be in the I looked at the other deals they've been making with their own players and then stuff they've been doing today. You know they're going to be the New Orleans Saints in short order.
1: Yeah, they're, they're gunning for that. They know their window's open right now. They're giving up picks. They're getting players because they have the cap room right now. Um, the cap is going to explode in the next two years, so they're probably hoping that they can rework one or two of these deals and not be completely underwater, but absolutely. They're, they're burying themselves long term here.
0: Yeah, so that's, again, when I looked at this whole deal, I was like... Because again, the Patriots cap hit would have been a lot more than eight million up front. Yeah. Because they were only offering three years at 51. Mm-hmm. And it's almost I'm gonna put it out there for you. It's offering three years to JC Jackson, assuming the out was next year or the year after. Right? Like mm-hmm. to me that I've seen Bill Belichick give guys five year deals. You know what I mean? Like when he trusts a guy and he's a core part of their defense, Devin McCourty in his younger days around this time, Dante Hightower in his day around this time, you yep. know, like he, and, and we had this today is how much of, and I was wondering, does Bill Belichick look at JC Jackson as a product of the system rather than a a, a product himself and then you said well I think Bill looks at a lot of guys like that but I do challenge you to tell me outside of like Jamie Collins or not Jamie Collins I apologize Chandler Jones let's look at the recent history Trey Flowers bust in Detroit
1: well he's also been hurt which you can't predict so
0: it's not like he was great in Detroit he was good in Detroit but he wasn't known in Detroit. Malcolm Butler nothing after he left New England you know uh right. Darrell Revis, for some reason like just fell off
1: that cliff a year after having a great year and winning yeah, the, the he, Super Bowl. He was a gun for hire. I really don't I don't count him as anything kind of homegrown and
0: what I'm getting at though is Kyle Arrington it, now not that he was great with New England, but he was a good enough serviceable cornerback career done after he leaves new england yeah right you see this all the time and i think that belichick is very confident in his and i will challenge and ask you this when's the last time when injuries did not play a factor and that's an important thing to say injuries did not play a factor when's the last time that the Patriots' secondary was ever the problem in New England, because I, to me, I went back and
1: looked at it. It goes way before even Stephon Gilmore got to New England. I was going to say the year before Revis got here, weren't they having or not Revis? Uh, Taleb. The year before they got Talib, it yeah. was so in the 2011.
0: Bad shape. Yeah, the year they uh, went to the Super was the last time. That this secondary wasn't one of the top in the NFL. And their I, defense would, has been brutal. Their de- would, their, their defense yeah. has been brutal because of the front seven, but their secondary has been locked down.
1: Well, I would argue the year the uh, the Eagles Super Bowl year too. There's I would argue that kinda... game they were awful. I wouldn't say awful, but that year they weren't what we've come to expect in like recent hi- like very recent history. My right? issue
0: with... with that Patriots team, though, reminded me a lot of the Patriots team this year. I thought yeah, the that... secondary wasn't the problem. They couldn't stop the run. And that's and that's exactly what the Eagles did to them. I think like Garrett Blunt had 125 rushing yards. So when you can't stop the run, you gotta start selling out your safeties to stop the run, and then they kill you on top. And Malcolm Butler didn't play. So I mean yeah. let's let's not take that out of consideration. But that season, I didn't look at the Patriots defense or a secondary, because once Gilmore got it, he became locked down as a secondary player. Um, my issue really came down to uh, mine, mine came down to that front seven. I think, as stupid as this sounds, JC Jackson is is as replaceable as anybody else that's came and gone on this team. Gilmore, Brendan Browner, Sante Samuel, you know, like the list goes on and on and on and we'll on. I, everybody's yeah. replaceable.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Listen, this my issue, and I think what kind of tweaked me here is something we've been kind of alluding to in the last couple of weeks is Bill needs to get in front of these some of these contracts and show some of these players trust and he hasn't done that in recent history I think a partially because the drafting has been we'll just say it not great borderline bad listen he's got an opportunity with Kyle Duggar this season get in front of somebody that you think is good give him a contract that's not gonna be huge don't have to go buy somebody this is the problem we're but, having to go but buy again people. though
0: maybe he didn't want to get ahead of JC Jackson
1: No, 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 I'm saying uh, because he got ahead of Adrian
0: Phillips. Again, Phillips signed his extension, right? No, no, but but what I'm getting at though is Adrian Phillips has been a huge part of this defense. Agreed. Agreed. Um I I think that if JC Jackson was worth 19 million dollars of our cap next year, nineteen million dollars of our cap towards JC Jackson, people are furious that Nelson Aguilar is worth thirteen. You know what I mean? And here was here was here was my biggest surprise. Your reaction, frankly, was one of the rare reactions out there. There was a lot of Patriot fans that I was looking at on Twitter that that you know follow me. Message I was getting going overpay. 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 Because when I think, I'm going to tell you the truth, when I think of a $19 million receiver, I do think it's Stephon Gilmore in his prime. And you can say that he's better than Gilmore, whatever it is, but every time he's got to go one-on-one against a great, it happened a few times. Every time he's got to, going back to last season too, every time he's got to go one-on-one against the team's best receiver, that's one of those best receivers, he gets burnt. And he's come through with his biggest games. When you look at his best PFF rankings, his best stats, his best everything, his best games this year came against the Jets, the Panthers. Every game was a, every game that was a blowout for the for the team. You know when everybody had to throw the ball three thousand times. Yep. And we had a lot of arguments even during the season. Arguments or discussions. Is J.C. Jackson a true number one cornerback? And I watched him in a in a playoff game get absolutely smoked. And I know everybody did but i've seen the patriots defense get smoked and stefan gilmore not
1: yeah i mean so so here here's the thing and here's the way i'm comparing them right jc jackson and i kind of said this in our group chat to this point is better than i think gilmore was coming into new england right so jc to me still has a year or two really to hit his peak and see where he can go in Which, new england again, in New England, right? If if he's following that same track, because let's be honest, the first year or two Gilmore was in New England, we were almost ready to throw him out of here. Like, well, no, year it, two is
0: their super. New year two, they won the Super Bowl, and he was such a right. big part of that. It was but, his but first.
1: It was his first half a season in New England. Eh, more than more than half, but at by least, the time at the least,
0: postseason man. of his first year came around, Gilmore was Gilmore. I had lots of yeah, Mike. See now you're selective. You're having selective memory right now
1: for your argument, which is fine. But go back and look at some of that tape from the end of the season. No, I, I mean I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. But my overall point is, I think JC Jackson's still an ascending player at, at 26. Like he's not an old player, and this is again one of the kind of things that. Tw- like I'm actually not trying to be a homer here. This is one of the things that bothers me with Patriots fans, either. Somebody's too old, they're too expensive. Like, can we just say this guy is in his prime and he's probably worth paying? Like, can can we do that for once? Now, I understand in this case, I agree with you he may he may not be, but it seems like this always this argument always comes around when it, and listen, it's going to be Damien Harris this off season, right?
0: Yeah, but you let Damien you don't pay a running back.
1: Right, I mean, the right. Dallas
0: Cowboys are a prime example why you don't pay a running back
1: no no, no but i'm just saying it, it again it's it's percentage wise are we still going to give him fair market value or are we going to try to oh well he's not really worth that money he's not really a number one running back he hasn't done anything we should just go get x and be fine and listen, I understand the position doesn't hold up so well for my argument because we can't you probably can just go get another running Say back. Say running
0: back is not the position to make the argument on because I'll argue this. The Indianapolis Colts had the best running back in the NFL this year. The best running back in the NFL. They had a decent quarterback, not a great quarterback, but a decent quarterback. Right. On paper had a way better team than the New England Patriots. The yep. Patriots were in the playoffs, the Colts weren't. You can't win alone on a running back. I think no. you have Ramondre Stevenson who's going to hit a stride. You saw what he could last year. Compare him to Damian Harris, his first year as a starter. Not his first year in the NFL, but his first year as a starter. Very similar in how they ran. Um, but I think you get I don't
1: the argument think, that I'm not to they go
0: No, I get it, but you're picking the wrong position. Let's stick at the cornerback position. That's a good argument to have. The cornerback position is what they call a skilled position, right? It's one of those right. re- really dynamic skill positions. Um, I think that – listen – Here's the thing. Go listen to Mario from Hashtag Sports explaining why Stefan Gilmore turned into the MVP or the, the uh, defensive player of the year, right? The reason that, Gil- that, Steph- that Jackson got to this point of his career quicker than Stefan Gilmore, he went through three coaching regimes in his short-term time in Buffalo. Three coaching regimes. JC Jackson got coached up by one of the best defensive coaches in the NFL. A guy with a proven track record. You can take everything you want away from him. A proven track record of being one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. He's not getting that in the tr- with the Chargers now. Let's see where his progression goes. So to pay $19 million where your progression is predicated on the system you have around you is, I don't know. And to me, I just think he looked at it. I think he looked at this draft and thought, whatever. And, I, and listen, I think that this is a thing where, you know what? Everybody told me last year, everybody that had a brain behind them. So I'm not talking idiots. I'm talking everybody with a brain on them mm-hmm. told me, even if the Patriots didn't get Hunter Henry, you guys got Johnny Smith. It doesn't matter. He's more athletic. He's a better tight end. He's a better everything. All I've heard is how much he's been overpaid. That's all I've heard is the overpay. Right. on johnny smith that's all i've heard about is the overpay on johnny smith it. from patriot fans what an overpay what an overpay and then we want to give jc jackson 19 million dollars so he can get burnt by Stephon Diggs every time they play a guy we have to yeah, play I, twice a year yeah. at least we did it three times last year and in three games hmm. i mean can we remind everybody that the wind wouldn't have picked up that football that digs had killed jc jackson on that play and he would have caught that football in buffalo to won that first game Good point you know what i mean it's yeah Yeah. and i'm not trying to knock jc jackson i appreciate everything he's done i'm not sitting here trying to be the patriots homer right now saying like we don't need jc jackson of course you need a you need a number one corner but i think to me J.C. Jackson is more replaceable than a lot of people think, and I just think 90, a nineteen million dollar cap hit next year is just not conducive to this team or or the salary cap.
1: Yeah, and I and I mean we'll see. Listen, again, I was I'm not trying to take such an aggressive st- stance on it. In fact, I'm just trying to go against some of the the like cliche Homer arguments here that I see because it it again it just bothers me how sometimes we will pay people that i don't think deserve it and here was a case again if we just boil everything down this was a guy to me that deserved to probably get paid and we bring in again a John johnny smith we pay him you know 11 million dollars a year and it's again i'm not second guessing the decision i'm just looking at it as like a case for an argument and saying you know it just kind of stinks and kind of triggered me you know overall And, and you know again upward onward we we move forward Tomorrow, I'm not going to be upset about this at all. Because like you said, we saw it coming again. I just, and you know, this was, again, I put this in the chat. You know, we need to look at everything now in its totality, right? We need to look at the draft. We need to look at free agency. We need to see how he fills, he being Belichick fills these holes and how the team moves on from this. And there is no
0: fair comparison to anybody in this situation because no. if jc jackson comes out and balls he balls right. again does it come does that come down to being protected by the offense right cuz again there's a big difference between a one score game cornerback and a three score game cornerback when you know yes. the football's being thrown and you know it's going to they're going to have to go for it and you know there's going to be some reckless plays if he sucks, it's not fair because we've seen it on numerous occasions. People who had success in New England on the defensive side of the ball go other places and not be successful because they're no longer coddled in that Patriots system.
1: Well, the other thing too is it's gonna be his first year in that charger system now too. So let's see how he adapts to that as well.
0: I'm making an argument if you're a nineteen million if you're getting paid twenty yeah, you, million you need dollars. To be able to- Pick you need on. to be able yeah. to go there, adjust, and play. Yep. Right? It's I the agree. same reason I think Jalen Ramsey's been an overpay. Yeah, I don't think Jalen Ramsey's the best cornerback in the NFL. I think Jalen Ramsey gets burnt on a constant basis. I think he helps the Rams, <laughs> but he gets torched on a constant basis. To me, you can't be yep. paid twenty million dollars and be torched on a consistent basis. I agree. So I think that that's where a lot of my my arguments come from, and I mean. I'm going to say that Richard Sherman in his prime wasn't torched on a consistent basis. No,
1: he, yeah.
0: Revis wasn't torched. I mean, he had those moments with Randy Moss, but I mean, Randy Moss reached out with one hand. Is that really
1: being torched? You I was going mean? to say, you're comparing one freak to another and one just happened to be yeah. one of the best of all time. And yeah. is
0: that really being torched? You know what I mean? No. Like, it's not. You're talking two Hall of Famers going out and one Hall of Famer got the best of the other. Deion Sanders wasn't consistently torched. You know what I mean? Like, right. to me, those are the $20 million cornerbacks. Right? Yeah, and,
1: and, and the other thing, too, is Maybe this is a, again, maybe they just want to tear everything down after this year. Maybe this is why we're not seeing the restructuring. And I thought about this today. Maybe Bill realizes some of the guys he got last year are flawed. So why are you going to start kicking that can down the road and, you know, investing more money in people just to sign other people that may not necessarily have your trust. So again, at the end of the day, logical me completely understands this. I get what I get what we're doing. We're being conservative. We're doing thing things the Patriots' way. I just hope we're a little aggressive in the draft. Um I'm gonna argue as, with you that JC Jackson's contract is gonna
0: become a problem next year. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. $12 million cash next year. Oh 14 million the year after, 14 the year after that, 14 the year after that. His contract is gonna become so you know what they're gonna do next year? They're gonna borrow from year three, where it's only 14 million. They're gonna borrow from year three. They're gonna up it. They're gonna hit his his cap hit's gonna go higher than 17, and then they're gonna to have to borrow from year four to pay year three. They're gonna to have to give him an extension after year three. Dude, this guy's contract's gonna become a problem right away. But he's getting 28 million up front. That's why he signed the deal with 40 million guaranteed. I mean, and if they, if, they... if if he blows an ACL, he's got 40 million dollars coming. Sure well, thats that...
1: That's that's what I was just gonna say in, in defense of Belichick. This is how he kinda hedges his bets. He's dealt with injured players before, a la Gronk gives them a lot of money and they get nicked and you know you're just that's it. You'll have you'll have fifty whatever million out the out the window, basically, and stuck with it for four years. So
0: All right, let's take five minutes here and talk about a couple of other things. Sure. I like Mitchell Trubisky to Pittsburgh.
1: I do too. I think it's I a like good it. Move. Yeah, I
0: do. And I think that they have an offensive line that can protect him, a defense that can protect him. And I think that you may see a different Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Listen, I don't think we saw um, the Mitch Trubisky of college, you know, translate to the Bears because the Bears were a mess and probably didn't support him well. Uh, The Steelers are going to support him as best they can. They're going to get him pieces. They'll probably try to get him a wide receiver as well. So it's gonna be fun to watch it's gonna be fun to watch
0: so i'm trying to get confirmation here what are you saying it's not a football thing oh okay. it's a part of my childhood and i uh, uh okay here it is so scott hall i don't know if you know who scott hall is i do not he was, was he razor Ra- yes, he was yeah, Razor Ramon yeah. in the WWF. Yeah, yeah. He has died at the age of sixty-three. Oh, really? He uh he was in on life support yesterday. He had apparently three cardiac arrest episodes during his uh routine hip surgery. Oh man. Um they removed him from they took him off of life support today. And Ah. I guess he did not uh, kick through. So Scott Hall has passed away. Rest in peace to his friends and family. Um, Anybody like me who was a wrestling fan during the 90s 90s. and that attitude era, uh,
1: Scott Hall, absolute legend of the game. I was going to say, yep. He big in the 90s, came back early 2000s as uh, NWO and uh, WWE. Change the business.
0: Change the business. Yeah. So rest in peace, to Scott Hall. That oh, it sucks. I hate like I'm at getting that age now where like my childhood heroes are all starting to pass away, or yeah, they're all those,
1: getting really old. Those wrestling guys too, man. They get beat up. They're you know, and, and
0: Scott Hall's was was known for his just drug and alcohol abuse and everything else, right? So I mean, his right, his body's been beat up for a long time. All right, moving on again. In no way, it's easy to trans- transition from this, or hard to yeah. transition from this. So I'm just going to keep going here. Um, Scantling, why are Patriot fans so upset that the Patriots are kicking the tires about him?
1: I don't know. I like this move a lot. This is the kind of guy I expect them to add. Somebody that's kind of like, you know, you you kind of expect them to add B guys at this point, or perceived B guys. Like, guys, listen, nobody knew Kendrick Bourne last year. He's freaking amazing this year. He, he, You know, he looks like he's pumped to be here. I would love a guy like this. Get, get a young guy that's motivated. You know, you don't have to necessarily give him top dollar, although this year with receivers, who the hell knows how much money they'd have to dole out to him. So, no, I like this this the idea of looking at him a lot, especially if you're comparing him to, like, Allen Robinson, who had a down year last year.
0: I think it was people thinking that Scantling was there to replace Aguilar, which is not the case. He's there to no. replace Harry. like He's yeah. there to replace Neil K- Nikhil Harry. If there's going to be a replacement for Aguilar or to bump Aguilar down the depth chart, that's going to come from the draft. It's not going to come from... And again, I think that if you have a guy like Scantling on one side, you watch how much it opens up Aguilar on the other because now you've got speed on one side and you got speed and reach and size on the other. And Exactly. That's the combination. Uh, we do have the details of Matthew Slater's contract. If you're interested,
1: one, one year, two million dollars.
0: One year, six point six million with three point six guaranteed.
1: Wow, that's a lot more no, than I'm, I'm just would kidding. Have
0: been... oh, okay, <laughs> I wanted to reaction. two point six mil, hundred fifty-two thousand uh guaranteed. Okay, that. That's... Oh, sorry, no, 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 no. Two point six million all guaranteed. She's got a fully guaranteed contract, hundred fifty-two okay, thousand dollars signing bonus uh, his base is
1: 2.4 million fully guaranteed. So, okay. That, that seems, seems more like a Matt Slater kind of contract. Yeah. Nope. That's exactly what I expected. Right. in that $2 million range, that's what they've kind of been bumping him along with the last couple of years, paying him year to year. So not they shocked. Paid,
0: uh, they paid quarterback coach, Brian Hoyer. I mean, yep. backup quarterback, Brian Hoyer, four that's mil. Exactly I think he, he got, is. he yep. got his, uh, got his, got his coach's salary. um, I think a way bigger signing than most people think. Like, I, I don't, yeah. especially with Josh McDaniels gone, I think that that was could have been, I know people are going to hate to hear this, could have been the most important signing of the offseason. And I think that's why he got $4 because I think he knew it. And he held their feet to the fire, because he sat there and said, Bill, you need me. Josh is yeah. gone. You've got nobody there. What, you want Joe working with him? No, yeah. no, no. So anybody who's... Yeah, no. has- Anybody who thinks Joe Judge is working with the quarterbacks this year, trust me, the guy working with the quarterbacks is going to be wearing a jersey as well.
1: Yeah. and Listen, I heard somebody say this in uh, our Discord today or somebody typed this rather. Um, well, why don't they just put him on the coaching staff and make it official? Because he's making about 30 times. Yeah, because you know. his
0: coach's salary is going to be like 80000 a year. Yeah, And uh, as a quarterback coach, he's going to make $4 million as the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. He will be, he'll eventually be there. And I really think, I mean, at this point, I think they trust him more than they trust um, Jared Stidham to be the backup. If something were to happen to Mac Jones.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Listen, Jared's going to be there. Who knows? Maybe they trade a mid season. If somebody gets hurt, Jared's still going to be there as the third string guy, probably more capable than Brian Hoyer. If they really need to put him in at this point, but I've heard
0: heard rumblings through my people that if Washington couldn't get Wentz, because apparently other teams were interested in Wentz as well, that they were interested in bringing Jared Stidham to the team.
1: You know, we heard originally that he was first-round caliber before the year that he was drafted so. so the
0: year before he was supposed to start they had him projected to go in the first round and he elected to go back to Auburn where his two best receivers tore ACLs his yep. entire offensive line from the year before had either graduated or been drafted to the NFL and they got a brand new head coach who sucked
1: Yeah.
0: and to me I think Jared Stidham's problem is that he got in his own way
1: Agreed.
0: I-, I think the Patriots were ready to, I th- I'm going to be honest with you I think the Patriots were ready to run with him prior to them signing cam newton and then he got himself injured doing something off the field and after that he just fell out of favor and they said nope not this kid
1: yeah two years in a row he like tweaked his back or his hamstring or something and then last year he obviously needed to have surgery they said he didn't go and get it quote unquote that's why they went and got cam newton Yep. And listen, guy, and it was a non—it gonna...
0: was a non-football injury. I think that's what irritated the yeah, Patriots that... even
1: more. Is it happened
0: off the field in a non-football injury?
1: Yeah, and let me just say something to the football players of the world, or, or the sports, you know, athletes out there. What you post on social, at least to me, matters. Like when I see Kendrick Bourne working out all the time. You know and, and going through his regime every morning that like pumps me up and says every dollar i invest in this guy as a fan or the care that i invest you know it's worth it and i see it paying off when i see jared stidham posting a lot of nonsense to his, his ig and i already think that he's being kind of lazy it doesn't but it doesn't help his case to me of being a starter at any point
0: so teddy bridgewater has a deal does he million, $2 million guaranteed, where there's another $3.5 million available in incentives. Carolina? No, backing up Tua.
1: Really, that's a good move for them. That's that's a good move. I think so, too.
0: Considering Tua's injury issues, having a guy like Teddy Bridgewater is a really solid backup, I think is a good 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 pick. Uh, Evan Lazard doesn't have faith in Sean Wade or Cameron McGrone.
1: We'll, we'll Listen, see, man. We'll my see. thing
0: is this: I don't know about McGrone. Maybe he's a reach. Yeah. Sean Wade is a very good slot receiver, and too many slot people corner. are yeah. slot corner. I mean, yeah. uh, too many people have been looking at his last year at college with Ohio State when they played him outside, which I've told you a trillion times. I thought was the most ridiculous play in yeah, the sure world. Yep but he wanted to go in the first round. So that's why they agreed to make the move. Yeah. Um. My thing is, what do you do with Jonathan Jones? I think he's too small for the outside. Maybe you drop him back as a safety, but McCordy's kind of there. So I don't know what you do with Jonathan Jones. That's the only thing I could see hindering Sean Wade this year uh, in his development. But um, I love Sean Wade. I think that he's a great slot corner. Maybe the Patriots move Jonathan Jones and free up some money. You know, like that could be an issue. That could be a thing they do as well. But I like Sean Wade. McGrone, I'm going on the hype train for McChicken. I'm going to be honest with you. He's hyped up him up to me. And McChicken is not usually wrong about these under-the-radar guys. Like he kind of knows his sh- stuff when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Like he knows the guys too pay attention to but sean wade i really really like and it's not just because he wore the red in the in the you know
1: yeah ohio state yeah yeah. listen i i watched his tape i like his tape I, i i think they could still kick jonathan jones on the outside even though he's small listen the nfl's a lot more about speed now but yeah if they wanted to move jonathan jones for a third round pick listen he's getting older he's good that that third round picks would be a lot of value for us this year if they could get it or next year so it's a it's a viable option to try to move him at this point
0: so according to evan lazar the patriots and jackson were never close on a deal Uh, According to league sources, Bill Belichick's offer to Jackson, which Jackson himself confirmed came right before the NFL scouting combine in early March, uh, wasn't nearly as lucrative. The Patriots offered Jackson a three-year deal worth a total value of $51 million, on the surface, it looks like the Patriots weren't that far behind the average annual salary, but the Chargers committed to Jackson for two more seasons, upping the total by $30 million and guaranteed significantly more cash in Jackson's pocket in the first three years. Uh, New England's offer isn't comparable to the deal Jackson received from the Chargers, which the two sides knew when we reported last week that the Pats and Jacksons were never close to an agreement. So, A, he already had his offer from the Chargers.
1: Yeah legal tampering no they joking. did
0: it today though they did it today At 12 o'clock they came in <laughs> yeah
1: that's what they did right on the dot
0: so uh, i i like it i like it um i think if the patriots really okay i shouldn't say i like it but i'm okay with it because i really do i think if the patriots really wanted jc jackson like like if he they really saw him as a part of this year and next and in the future they would have cleared cap. They would have traded him. Or they would have tagged him. I mean, they would have yeah. tagged him and he would have played this year on the tag. He already said he was willing to pay on the tag, play on the tag. So we knew that. They would have played him on the tag. They would have tried to work out a long term deal. I think at the end of the day, Belichick looked at the money, said it's not there. Wolf is apparently doing a lot of the deals as well. He's the one on the phone, does not Belichick. So Belichick has relinquished a lot of those GM duties to different guys. And I think they looked at it as a team and said, Nope, and again, Wolf is um, very lucky we got to keep him. Just <laughs> so everybody knows if you all like the draft picks they got this year, he's a guy that you really, you really got to like because he was instrumental into um, into a lot of things. And then the uh, obviously the what's his name from the player personnel department, um, the new guy. So of course, oh,
1: um, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Trent
0: Brown is is uh, is trending. This is my big one. I texted you about this today. Well, now that Ted Karras is gone, because I think that Ted Karras was their number... I think he was the number one free agent they wanted to bring back outside of McCourty. I think it was bring back McCourty, bring back Ted Karras. And and listen, I'll be honest with you. I was more upset about Ted Karras not re-signing than the Patriots. Now, the Patriots did offer him three years, $15 Um... They said they didn't think he was, his market was going to be that competitive. That kind of flabbergasted me because I've been talking about how competitive a market it was going to be for him. Uh, I understand the thought process. This draft is full of offensive linemen. But the versatility that Ted Karras brings to a team, you can play him interior, you can play him center, you can play him at tackle. He can play all over the offensive line. And I think this hurt big because I think you sign Karras, you shift on Winu to tackle, it all works. I think bringing in Trent Brown is going to cost you more than it was going to cost you to bring in Ted Karras.
1: Yeah, this surprised me that they weren't they weren't so far apart on the money that I like it, it's weird to me. I'm almost surprised that the Patriots just didn't bump up the offer to to be honest, to keep well, him because... Apparently they
0: dropped it. It started at 3 for 15 and they came back at 3 for 13.
1: Yeah, that's that's strange to me because Trent Brown is gonna cost you more and he's got an injury history and kind of like an uh like a motor slash energy slash willing to participate history. So yeah, this is this is weird to me that they didn't just go like, okay, we'll give you a little more in this case. So today wasn't the free agent
0: frenzy that I think Patriot fans were hoping for, which I said at the beginning, if you had that in your mind, you your expectations were way too high uh for today the patriots don't have a lot of money the patriots have i'm sorry nobody's gonna want to hear this the patriots in my opinion mike if they did nothing right now besides get some really just cheap depth pieces are very close to a complete team. You get a cornerback in the draft, you get an offensive lineman in the draft, you get an, a, a linebacker in the draft, and you get a wide receiver in the draft, and you've now addressed your four most pressing positions on this team. You've still come, you're coming back with, in my opinion, the best safety group with McCordy, Adrian Phillips, and um, Kyle Duggar. Kyle I think that... If you get a couple of corners, you can even put Jalen Mills back in that second safety position. He can play like a, and I have heard rumors that the possibility of bringing back Jason McCordy, who I think is a solid safety depth. He's no longer a corner in my eyes, but he's solid safety depth for the team. Is this team going to be competing for a Super Bowl this year? Probably not. However, can this team get to the playoffs? I think they, they got a complete enough team to do it. Um, I know the West looks really strong. The whole thing is, oh, those guys are all gonna—they all got to play each other. You know, someone right. has Some, to
1: lose. Right. There's probably going to be two. There could possibly be three teams that emerge from that division. But realistically, yeah, they're they're going to knock each other out one way or the other. It's yeah, kind of like the NFC West.
0: <laughs> the AFC still runs through, still runs through uh, Buffalo. But I think that we got a chance and I got to just um, finish this off with one thing I wrote out today that everybody's got to wear their number nine jersey I put my number nine on shout out to Matthew Judon with the Twitter yeah. recruiting I don't know if he's just having fun today or what it is but his latest tweet that came out two hours ago he just put the deal or no deal gift.
1: yeah that was funny yep
0: um, Trevor Deer said I'm a late because I so let's I'm just going to go back in time yeah uh let me just let me just pull up his tweets from today because he's been on he's been on a roll all day today. And it, people believe this is real recruiting, which just makes me laugh even harder. <laughs> so this was my best one. So Sal uh Capuccio writes, So Matt Judon puts this recruiting stuff is hard work. And Sal, whatever, from the Buffalo Beat Reporter, sideline reporter says, uh I guess things change when you can't flash the Tom Brady pictures and rings in front of free agents who then agree to play for less doesn't work that way anymore in New England Patriots fans getting yet another dose of reality that's after he you know quote tweeted this recruiting stuff is work is hard Matthew Judon said never played with him I wouldn't know but buzz off for help recruit <laughs> love it absolutely love Matthew Judon's response to that um yeah just absolutely just great right Um, tweeted at every big name free agent Ben says no one wants to play for the Patriots he just says hush up I'm working over here I mean just absolute Uh, I got a bag of Cheetos or the regular ones and a dub for whoever signed with the Patriots I mean the guys just he was having fun today
1: and I I loved it too b Bags
0: call me Jerry Thornton says can't you call him don't have his number alan robinson what you doing <laughs> a big head i mean just absolutely fantastic all right guys we've one and a half minutes before Streamyard will no longer let me put this on youtube so producer mike thank you night everybody guys check out dean get you our uh one over 100 podcasts and uh, content creators sports entertainment politics all that kind of good stuff check out rayroth.com r-a-y-r-a-u-t-h.com ladies and gentlemen this was the dear patch nation podcast appreciate everybody i gotta get out of here see ya oh wait no 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 matter where you are all around the world never forget you're all legit kid
1: The Blue Hotel. I want
0: to at the Blue hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open minded, the pleasure seeker.